Some brands offer you low finance or cashback or servicing. Renault don't do ors. We do ands. The Renault Kajar with 1.91% APR and €1,000 cashback and three years servicing, saving you thousands. Renault, the brand with the ands. Visit your local Renault dealer. Finances made under a higher purchase agreement. Terms and conditions apply. Deposit required. Subject to lending criteria. See Renault.ie. Welcome to another podcast by InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC Sports, your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting. I'm your host, Tommy Ashley, joined by Dewey Burt. Dewey, we picked a good night to do our first post-game podcast, North Carolina Falls to Michigan State, 63-45. to And I guess there's not a whole lot more to say other than you can't shoot 25% and expect to win. But Dewey, your take. Well, that's right. I mean, you can't win if you can't score and shoot the ball so poorly. 25% and five from three. And as our game has become a game of shooting and making threes, that's the worst we've ever shot ever, obviously, from three. And they put it up on the screen right there at the end of the game, the worst field goal percentage we've ever had as a program. So part of me wants to say you just throw it out and you just forget about it and you move on to the next game and and uh, chalk it up is just one of those nights. And it, it felt that way. There were a couple things that really signaled that to me. In the first half, we had three different times where we got out and transitioned for layups. One Joel got blocked, one Joel missed, and then one Kenny just outright missed a, a bunny. All three of those possessions ended in threes for Michigan State. It's a 15-point swing. And when things like that happen and you shoot poorly from the free throw line, the ball doesn't bounce your way, it just felt like one of those nights. And we're going to get into some other stuff, and there were some reasons why we didn't play well, but it just felt like it was going to be that kind of a night for us. And even at the beginning of the second half when we cut it to whatever it was, 10 or 11, and Michigan State was playing terrible, turning the ball over, missing shots, we just couldn't cut into the lead. It just It's just a bad night for us. I thought what was interesting, I saw a tweet from somebody said, Tom Izzo finally figured out you can't run with North Carolina. Uh, but Carolina had opportunities. But when you look at it, Michigan State shot 40%. They shot much better from three-point range and from free throws. But Michigan State, that's the program that's built really to win those grinder, poor shooting nights, and Carolina's just not. I thought it highlighted something else, Dewey, though, that may be the – the takeaway from it is Carolina's frontline starters, whether it's May or Brooks or Manley or Brandon Huffman, have to be better. They're not ready. I mean, that's, Coach Williams has been very clear. Almost every press conference script that I've read, he's talked about how the freshman bigs need to get better. They need to be better. They need to be better. Well, now you see why. He knows what he's talking about, right? I mean, sure, they, they showed flashes and they have some talent, and they looked good against inferior opponents. But when they played against men, big, athletic, and strong, and physical bigs from a power conference, you know they they kind of showed us who they are right now. And they'll get better. They'll learn. And the other thing too with Luke is, you know, to be fair, in my mind, he's played a little bit above his head to this point in the season. I don't think he's as good as he's been playing, and he's not as bad as he played tonight. I think they. The answer lies somewhere in the middle. He had a bad night tonight. But also, 
you go out and score 20 a game for five, six games, or whatever it was, five games, you become the focal point of the other team's defense. You're at the top of the scouting report. That's never happened to him before. And so he got exposed a little bit against bigger, taller, athletic guys who are good enough to crowd him on the three-point line and not let him shoot and also can stay in front of him and also can block his and bother his post shots. I mean, he, you know, they had an answer for everything that Luke threw at them tonight. Now he missed some shots he might normally make and he missed free throws. But our front line is our weakness, and that's going to be the deal all year, like we miss Cam. Because he would have given us another 6'8 guy that could have helped a little bit down low, even though he's a perimeter player. But he could have helped with making some shots, hopefully. And he's just experienced. He's played in games like that before. He would have really helped. Yeah, I found myself thinking that, that it would be nice for Carolina to have that other 6'7", 6'8 guy, like you said, with some athletic ability to get in there. Uh, but you said at the beginning of the podcast, this is one you, you know, part of me says just throw it out. So Roy Williams will never just throw them out. You know, the fan base won't say, oh, let's just forget that when they shot poorly. It is what it is. But what does Coach Williams do with a game like this? Obviously, the, the big men have to get better. They see that up close and personal, like you just said. But what else comes from one like this? Well, we were a lot of times brutally careless with the basketball also in the first half. I mean, only to be outdone by Michigan State. Would they have 25 turnovers? I mean, it was an ugly basketball game. But uh, there's some stuff to clean up taking care of the basketball, especially from some experienced guys. Luke had a couple of turnovers. I think Theo definitely had three or four in the first half. Joel had a couple. So guys who have the ball in their hands a lot need to take better care of it and value it a little bit more. So there's a teaching point there. Also, just in general, our offensive execution wasn't very good because we were playing against a higher level of defense. Good defensive teams take you out of what you want to do. They bump you off your cuts. They don't let themselves get screened. They know the stuff that you run. And you got to be able to have a counter to that. you got to be able to be strong enough and smart enough to, to screen harder, to move better, to move intelligently and get good shots. And we settled a lot. And we took a lot of contested threes that, you know, the only guy really open for threes was Theo. And there's probably a reason for that. He's not a great three-point shooter. So to me... There's a lot of offensive execution that can be learned from this tape and, and drilling with our guys on if you're playing against a team that's going to bump you off cuts and, and fight harder through screens, what's our reaction to that? What's our counter? Uh, so there'll be plenty to practice on, on that side. And then just defensively and, and kind of loose balls, just playing tougher, playing harder. There were a lot of loose balls. A couple stick out of my mind that, that Sterling could have grabbed and and garrison could have grabbed and and they're just they just have to learn that there's a level you have to play at in big time games like that in conference games that'll be coming in in, you know in a month or so there's a level you have to compete at that those young guys are not aware of yet and so this will help them and that's the important thing is they need to learn from it and understand how to raise their level and if they do that then we've got a chance to be pretty good but I think tonight exposed us a little bit that we're thin up front, we're inexperienced up front. If we don't shoot the ball well, we score 45 points. Were you surprised at how, not necessarily the young guys, but how Barry and Pinson and, you know, we could say May Kenny Williams too were sort of, I don't want to say out physical, but like you said earlier, they're bumped off their their movements and all. 
given the way they finished up last year, I mean, you could not stop Carolina last year from doing what they wanted to do. Um, even Gonzaga in the championship game played an awfully ugly game, but they were able to get through it. Were you surprised that it really affected those guys, those upperclassmen, as much as it did? You know, I thought Theo played pretty well, other than his three-point shooting. I mean, six for 13 from the field, no complaints with that. He had six rebounds, and he was trying to make plays. He just was turning the ball over a lot, but he, he did the best he could. It was more, like you said, Joel and Kenny just had bad nights, you know, combined shooting three for 18. To me, Joel is not quite there. He's not quite healthy yet. He's not quite in rhythm. I don't worry about him at all. I don't, I don't worry about him getting out-toughed. I just think he's not quite in sync. Uh, I, I think when you relate this year's team to last year's team and, and the way they were really rolling offensively at the end of the year, we had two senior big guys that had both played 130 games. And we had the ACC Player of the Year and an All-American and a lottery pick playing on the wing. You know, he, he made a lot of things look a lot better and a lot easier than maybe they were because Justin was that good. Uh, so without him, and you don't have Cam, and you shoot the ball terribly, and, and I had several conversations with people leading up to this game, and my comment to them was, we're going to find out a lot about our freshman bigs because I don't think they're ready and they're going to struggle, and we're not going to get anything around the rim. So because of that, we have to shoot the ball great from the outside. Well, we sure didn't, and that's how you get blown out. You know, If you're not going to be able to get anything around the rim, your good shooters have to make shots, and they didn't. And we had a bad shooting night. We let them dictate defensively. They beat us to 50-50 balls, and everything on the offensive end was one and done. I mean, I don't know this for a fact, but we can check it. That may be the worst rebounding margin since Coach Williams has been back. I, like I said, I don't know that, but will they get us by 20 on the backboard or something close to that? 16? It, it was. Right? Uh, I mean, that never happens to us, Tommy. Yeah, 52 to 36. And there you go. I mean, that doesn't they, happen to us. Yeah, they definitely got worn out there. Do we own a hole thus far this season? Uh, five and one. Tough loss. People will say it's the first tough team they've played. Maybe so, maybe not. But what what's your takeaway from the first two weeks of the season heading into the Big Ten Challenge where they face Michigan on Wednesday night? I think everybody's thrilled with how well Luke's been playing and Kenny's been playing. Those are the two big stories. The confidence with which they're shooting the ball is very important, and they won't lose that just after having one bad night. They won't. They'll bounce right back against Michigan, and I think we'll shoot the ball much better and play better. The bigs are as advertised. I mean, I, I try to pay a lot of attention to what Coach Williams says because he doesn't really hide anything or shy away from telling you how he feels. And if you go back and read post-practice, post-game stuff, he had consistently said the freshman big men have a long way to go. He needs more out of them. They got to figure it out. Well, here, this is why, again. And, and so to me, it's about the development of those big guys over the next five, six weeks and them raising their level, hopefully getting Cam back, getting Joel just a little bit in better rhythm and healthier. And then look, we're, we're going to be a perimeter-oriented team. Our best big guy is a shooter. And all of our perimeter players are our best players. So it's not going to be what we're used to, when we, what we've had for ever it feels like with Sean and Tyler and the bigs that we've had since then they could score around the rim we're not going to be that team this year not not as far as I can see so we need Cam back and if we're going to have games where we shoot 18 to 23s 
you sure got to make more than one. And I think we will. I think we've got a lot of depth on the perimeter and we're talented. Tonight, we just got outclassed physically and, and by a bigger and more experienced team. So how do we respond? I think we're going to play well at home against Michigan. I hope the crowd is great. We, we can't shoot it any worse. And Luke and Kenny still have plenty of confidence. So they're, to me, you know, to me, the bright spots is those two guys. And let's see how Coach adapts to continuing to figure out if these freshman big guys are ready. And if they're not, then he's going to have to play smaller. And you saw him do that tonight. You're going to see Playtech continue to get minutes. I'd love to see Jalik get some more minutes and, and have an impact on the game. But it's early. There's no reason to panic. We're going to be fine. And we'll be ready in March. It's just going to be interesting to see what kind of team we'll be. Good stuff, Dewey. The first of many post-game podcasts here on the Inside Carolina Radio Show. Dewey, as always, I appreciate you joining me. Carolina returns home after what? They've been gone for seven, eight, nine days away from home. They get back and host Michigan on Wednesday in the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Dewey, thanks. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to InsideCarolina.com, the independent voice of UNC sports. Your home for Tar Heel football, basketball, and recruiting.